Melnick in the afternoon. Listen live weekdays from 3 to 7 on TSN 690. Welcome back. Welcome to the weekend. Brandon Prust will join us at about 4.15, ex of the Montreal Canadiens. Mitch Melnick with Rod Francis and Mitch Gallo. David Trentadui helping us out from live at the Marquee in 1971 in uh, London before Sticky Fingers was released. Kind of requested by our next guest. He's in town for Just for Laughs. The ethnic show is underway. It's the first... Uh, big show. It's the it's the it's like opening day, but they've got opening week, almost <laughs> opening weeks before anything else major gets going. And it's Ahmed Ahmed. How Hi. you doing? Good. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Ahmed Ahmed. Ahmed Ahmed. Name so nice. They name me twice. <laughs> or actually, it's Ahmed Ahmed, and I can't even fly a kite anymore. That's how bad it's gotten. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Ahmed is an Egyptian American, uh, born where? I was born right outside of Cairo, a little town called Helwan. My father immigrated to the U.S. when I was a month old. I'm like the Lion King. <laughs> I mean, I, I was hoping you guys would laugh at something. So, <laughs> it's Friday. We'll laugh at anything. <laughs> no, but we. I saw there was media night last night. It was a great show. Alonzo. Oh, cool. Been you here. were there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Alonzo was here on Wednesday. And uh, who was here yesterday? Frank Spadone was here Frank yesterday. Frank Spadone. And uh, so we appreciate you uh, dropping in as well. My and, pleasure. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, I, uh, is it common to name Egyptian kids like two names? Like what? What? Just I'm curious because I'm in the generation, you know, to like Saran Saran. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, my my real name is is Ahmed Abu Bakr Ahmed Muhammad Ali Abdullahab Kawidia, but in the you know, and they use that to trace all their fathers. You couldn't and forefathers. even get that on the on the marquee. Well, that's what that's why <laughs> when my father immigrated to the U.S., uh, the immigration you know office was like, you can only have a beginning, you know, a first, middle, and a last. So pick three, and let's call it a day. Yeah, you're not you're not going to fit all this on the immigration paper. So um, my mom just likes the name Ahmed so much. So. The name is Ahmed Ahmed, which is interesting because it never really affected me until I got to Hollywood because people thought, oh, that's a really cool stage name. I'm like, it's not a stage name. It's my real name. <laughs> They're like, yeah, sure. Why would you call yourself Ahmed Ahmed? Especially after 9-11. Why would you call yourself Ahmed Ahmed? Well, when you're, no, you're no kid, right? You've been, no. you've been around uh, a little bit. I'm you're 40, in your 40s. Thank you. I'm 45 years old. So when was it like it couldn't have been. When you were starting out, nearly as bad for you personally on a personal level, uh, airports and uh, since like prior to nine eleven, did you have issues prior anywhere to, close to? Yeah, prior to nine eleven, I was Mexican. <laughs> I didn't even matter. You know, it was like whatever. He's brown and let him in. But uh, no, my name just is killing me. And I, I see that you have Googled my name over there. Uh, yes. If you if you scroll down like to the next page, there's a link for the FBI's most wanted. And when you click onto that, there's a picture of a terrorist in the Middle East that pops up, and he looks like me, basically. And he has all the names, the aliases that he's using. The first two are Ahmed Ahmed and Ahmed the Egyptian. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? I got to find this guy because he's ruining my life. And then it dawned on me, maybe he's in the Middle East Googling me, like, hey, bro, look, there's this comedian in America using my name. <laughs> Crap, I can't believe this, man. So... uh 
Yeah, it's been a little difficult, but you know that's where all the comedy comes from, and it's cathartic for me, and it's cathartic for the audiences, and you know we've done three shows so far here in Montreal on the ethnic show, and on this there's there's two Arabs on the show. There's a Moroccan guy named Rashid, local uh, guy, actually, local right? guy Bashuri, right? Is he, is it? Right, and he's very funny. And our material crosses over a little bit, but he's I was I'm Muslim and he's not, so there's the more of a fear factor there, right? Um, like <laughs> the last three nights, I'll tell the audiences, so you know I'm Muslim, and there's a little bit of silence, and then I go boo, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this wow, <laughs> a couple heart attacks in the audience, and you know I mean you were there, you saw it, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. No, so you know I like to play funny. play very on people's funny shows. Thank you. Play, I just like to play on people's fears, you know, right? We're, we're in the news. Arabs are always in the news. We're never going to leave the news. And so why not make light of it? You know? So as you're in the moment, I mean, there must be when when you're having a tough time in an airport, wherever, <laughs> whenever, uh, in the moment, they, they, are you thinking, okay, just, you know, chill and I'll use this. I'll use this becomes part of my shtick here. In the beginning, uh, I was I was very you know confrontational about it, and I was very mad about it because I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, I was right. like, it wasn't me. Maybe it was a distant relative or somebody, but I had nothing to do with it. So, you know, and being raised American and paying taxes and being part of the system, you feel, you know, you feel singled out. And and you know, with the Patriot Act and the hate crimes and the racism, it's like, come on, guys, I'm I'm American as apple pie. I just happened to be from the Middle East and happened to have a Muslim name. So I was resentful in the beginning. And then as time went on, I started pulling back because I started finding out that there's material here. If you just let it happen, you can probably find some good jokes out of this. And, and I have. I've been doing this, you know, for over 20 years. But the last, I guess, 10 to 12 years, more condensedly, it's been, you know, living in a post 9-11 world, trying to date in a post 9-11 world, trying to navigate through the aviation system in a post 9-11 world. So it's provided a lot of comedy fodder. <laughs> I'm at I'm at in studio Melnick in the afternoon, TSN 690. The ethnic show continues for the whole festival at Club Soda. Ha 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 dot com. Right. I, I love global politics. So look at what's happened in Egypt over three years. Oh, yeah. Overthrow Mubarak, yeah. a, a dictator, a Western supported dictator. You get democracy. You choose Mohammed Morsi. Uh, we kick him out. Kick him out. Yeah. And now you're halfway back to, to Mubarak. We have, you know, Egyptians have, I guess, ADD. You know, it's like <laughs> your political ADD. You know, it's like, well, we, we, you know what? We don't like him. Let's get another guy. You know? Do you think we'll get to a point where what you do in satire will be seen as not mainstream, but acceptable in Egypt? Well, that's a that's an interesting question because um, there's a friend of mine named Bassem Youssef who was considered the John Stewart of the yep. Middle East, and he was based out of Cairo. He's an ex heart surgeon who started this he, he, uh, show in his basement, and he, it got on YouTube and he became a big sensation. He was getting forty million hits a week, and he ended up getting his own show, and it was very satirical, and he's making fun of uh, Morsi and the Muslim Brotherhood, and um, he eventually was summoned to court and they arrested him and they said, go home, pack your bags. You have two hours to go pack your stuff and get sorted out and come back and spend two years in jail, basically. So he fled the country and, and uh, he lives in Dubai in exile. Um, but it's funny because now the he told me the government has called him and said, we want you to come back to Egypt. We're going to give you your show back. We're going to pay you more money. We're going to give you a house. But you can't touch the government. You can't touch the military. And he said, no way. And I, you know, and so in that sense, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's ever going to change. I think the, the government and the regime and the, and, the, and the presidency has to reform before the Middle East really 
you know, embrace his Western stand-up comedy. I made a documentary about it in 2009 called Just Like Us. Uh, there's a website, justlikeusthemovie.com, and I took 10 American comedians to Dubai, Lebanon, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia, and we made it this 72-minute documentary. And, you know, we were kind of finding out, is comedy acceptable? Do they laugh just like us? You know, hence hence the name. And some countries they do, some countries they don't. So it's a new art form, and, and we hope it gets better, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a touchy matter because, you know, I was in several of the Gulf countries, the GCC countries, Dubai, uh, uh, Kuwait, Bahrain, uh, Abu Dhabi. And they're very, very strict over there. They said, you know, don't talk about sex, drugs, religion, or politics. Well, what's left? <laughs> it's like, what else? We want to talk about, like, Pac-Man? Like, I don't know. So, oh, is that hot over there? Pac-Man? I, <laughs> yeah, the old school game. Finally, yeah. But I finally caught up. <laughs> but uh, one of the countries we were in... Um, one of the comics said to the promoter, um, I use the F word in my act. And he's like, oh, man, you're putting me in a bad place, bro. And I popped out. I'm like, I use probably like 40 or 50 F words in my <laughs> act. And this is not even a joke. He looks at us and he goes, okay, here's the deal. Each of you can have uh, two, two F words. <laughs> I'm like, we're negotiating profanity at a comedy show. Like, who does that? So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a loaded question, no pun intended. But uh, it I think it'll get better over time. You know, there's a new generation that's coming up that's under the age of thirty. Like seventy five percent of the Middle East is under under the age of, you know, thirty. It's that. So you're hopeful. I am. You know, it's it's that's it's that's the generation that that was marching in the streets during the Arab Spring. And those are the people that want to be heard and have a voice. Welcome back, hour number two, Melnick in the afternoon, TSN six ninety. Mitch Melnick, Rod Francis, Mitch Gallo, David Trentadue is helping out. Out, Brandon Prust, ex of the Montreal Canadiens, who again just announced that Max Pacioretty uh, will be sidelined for twelve weeks with a knee injury sustained in off ice training down in Florida. You a hockey fan, Ahmed Ahmed? You know what? I never was until I met Dave Bolin. You know who Dave Bolin is? Of course, is? yeah. The he, former Leaf and Blackhawks mm-hmm. Stanley Cup winner. I, I met him in uh, I met him in Chicago through a mutual friend, and we became really, really tight. And then he started inviting me to games and stuff. And then I became a fan, you know, because I'd never... When you're in America, you know, you watch hockey on TV, and it looks so distant, and you're so far away. But when you're down there, you know next to the glass right on the ice it's a whole different experience isn't it something the it's pace great. and and oh, toughness of it it's mm-hmm. that's that's the you know we take it for granted growing up with yeah. it but to for people like you yeah and if people say just watch just go and watch a game live once and you're hooked i got hooked i i went to a blackhawks game uh i think it was the king's game that we were, they were playing the hawks years back and uh <clears throat> i got hooked i thought it was really cool and exciting and you know, it's such a uh, physical game too. Like, it's I'm surprised it's not you know considered one of the most physical games. I think soccer and motorcycle riding is considered like the top two most physical sports in the world. Like in terms of exertion, I, how do I you know this? Somebody like sent me some sort of statistic that was <laughs> studied or something. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it's changed now because hockey's become a very aggressive sport. It seems like. Uh, Ahmed Ahmed is part of the Ethnic Show, and uh, it continues tonight and through the uh, festival, hahaha.com. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night. Now, uh, we uh, Alonzo was here on Wednesday, the host of the Ethnic Show, right? He's great. And and we have our own thing going on in the studio. I, I'm uh, Jewish. Shalom. 
Thank you. We're the same. <laughs> uh, by the way, Omar Sharif passed away. I today. know. Did God, you... yeah, man. Rest in peace. He was a uh, huge inspiration for for any actor wanting to you know get involved in film, and and uh, he was a, just a true inspiration for all of us. So it was a sad loss, and he's also Egyptian. You know? That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> but we're the same. I, I dated a Lebanese woman for quite a while, mm. actually. We're, it's it's the same. It's thing. the same. You know, don't you 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 went on tour? Didn't you go on tour? There was a what was the name of the tour you went on with with a Jewish dude? Uh, uh, his name's Bob Alper, Rabbi Bob Alper. We did a show called <clears throat> One Arab, One Jew, One Stage. Two very funny guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, uh, a friend of mine said, uh, you know, why are the why are the Palestinians and the Israelis, you know fighting in, in, in the Middle East. And, and I said, well, because the Israelis got the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over land. It's over it's the over water. The beach. <laughs> so the Jew, the the uh, the Catholic yep. uh, white dude, the Italian over there, this guy, this yeah, like Alonzo. Yeah, well, listen here. This yeah. Alonzo was really puzzled. I'm looking at you right now. I'm on the ethnic show. I have no idea what you are. What is he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he is. I don't yeah. know what group to put this guy in. What, what are you, an Inuit or something? I don't know. I don't even know how to insult you. Yeah, you're like, you would confuse Don Rickles. Hey, Don, what is he? I don't know. I got nothing. So identify yourself. Yeah, not not Inuit. <laughs> not that you know of. No, not that I know of. I'm uh, half Italian, half Slovak. Yeah, like I said, Inuit, wow. Slovak. <laughs> Half Italian, half slow. Where'd your parents meet? <laughs> You're like ethnically ambiguous is what you are. The thing is, I'm, I'm Canadian, right? But everyone says, where are you from? If you say you're from Canada. No, you know what where I mean. From, where, from. where are you right. from? From Right. So, Like American, being an American is almost like a religion, right? Being an American. Yeah, we're proud. <laughs> a little, sometimes over the line. Yeah, we're, over, we're the line. over the top with it sometimes. Yeah. And you've become, because again, if, you, if you're just joining us and we talked about the problems that Ahmed Ahmed has uh, travel-wise, there is an actual terrorist, right? There's a guy out there who looks like me and has the same name. Yeah. And so you've become like a go-to kind of talking head on CNN and the news shows whenever there's a... Sometimes. I try not to do that kind of stuff because I don't want to be the talking head and I don't want to be the spokesperson for my people. I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. That's what I do. I'm an actor and a comedian and I write and produce and I just happen to be from the Middle East and happen to be, you know raised Muslim so <clears throat> oftentimes people will say hey you know uh, tell us what's going on over there like I'm the expert I'm like I, you know I don't know I don't even speak Arabic <laughs> so, um, but yeah you know I, I end up getting called in for like like this this show for instance the ethnic show it's such a diverse group of people and I was doing an interview with the with the podcast yesterday and this guy says to me um, do you feel you know uh, like you're in a a box because you're on the ethnic show and i said nah it's great that they're finally showcasing people of brown skin <laughs> you know because oftentimes especially in america like if you're not white you're not right you know you're not going to get the mainstream bookings and you're not going to get the calls for the mainstream stuff so you know it's nice to get singled out and get put in a group of misfit toys <laughs> which is what we are it's you know it's a black host then we have a an asian guy two arabs an italian a Nigerian uh, woman from London, and and the well, Asian guy is the Asian guy is he's a Chinese dude from Australia. He's, he's got an Australia. It's weird. He, yeah, huh? he, he's half uh, Malaysian and half Ch uh, Chinese uh, from Australia. So that's just like what the heck is going on there? <laughs> but he's he's very funny, and uh, it's such a great lineup. Everybody has their own style and cadence, and 
you know, things that they're offending the audiences with. (laughs) Do you know right away, like, I I know you have stuff prepared, obviously, but do you know right away uh, if you're, if you try something new, even if, if, even if you don't get a huge laugh that you're going to stick with it because you sense there are people there chuckling, you can hear people chuckling, or maybe there's people nodding going, Hey, that's funny, but they're not laughing out loud. Yeah. I mean, I don't need, I'm, I'm not one of those comics who like, who needs the big applause break every joke. <clears throat> Sometimes if, uh, you know, like the past couple nights when I, I ask the audience is, Hey, any Arabs in the audience? And there's always a few people that clap and I go, well, it only takes one of us. <laughs> Some people don't think that's funny because <laughs> they look, they start looking over the shoulder like, Oh, they're locking the doors and we're going to die. You know, it's like that kind of, um, so yeah, you're, I mean, you're getting I, the evil eye here. <laughs> she's just judging okay that's 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 talar beautiful wonderful pr yes gal uh, who's just sitting here passing judgment but anyway I'm back kidding. to the pa- <laughs> um yeah i mean i you know it's it, every it, it, no two nights are ever the same you know sometimes people are laughing at one joke and not laughing at another and then the next show they're laughing at one thing and not the other so you you know and we're only doing nine minute spots so you have to cram a lot. I mean, I have been doing this over 20 years. I have over, you know, an hour and a half of written material, and then I do another, you know, half hour of crowd work if I have the time. But in nine minutes, you can only do and say so much. So, you know, we're all on our heads backstage trying to figure out what's our best nine, you know. And I've never been to the Montreal Comedy uh, Just for really? Us Festival. It's my first time here. Oh, bienvenue. Thank you. So, merci beaucoup. So, uh, I, so I'm, for me, this is all new. Like everybody is listening to my material as if it's the first time they've heard it. And so it's refreshing for me. So, and how much will your, uh, material change through the course of, this is like a three week run here. Yeah. Uh, uh, just over two weeks. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've been the past couple nights I've been toying around with switching up jokes here and there. So I'll, I'll mix it up. I'm not going to do the same set every night. I'll have my sort of meat and potatoes that I do and then I'll mix it up I know people will come back last night a lot of people came up to me after this show and said this is such a great show we're going to come back we're going to tell our friends so I don't want to disappoint people by doing the same stuff every night I'll, I'll mix it up I'll do a little bit of crowd work and see what I can squeeze out in nine minutes finishing, uh, finishing up with Ahmed, <laughs> Ahmed uh, in studio on Melnick in the afternoon Brandon Prost in just a couple of minutes maybe you won't want to answer this but I'm curious when you have a run going for two weeks when it's all over do you look back and say Oh man, all my best shows were right in the middle after you kind of get warmed up or, or or is it random and sometimes the best show could be your first show or do you get better as the run goes on like how do you how do you feel? How do you look at it? Um I've done long runs like this before. It all becomes very blurry if you're doing two shows a night for right. two weeks straight. Um it all st- just kind of combines together. But um I think the most important thing is just consistency. You know, so far all the shows have been great. Um sometimes you feel like oh like like last night um a handful of the comics came off stage and came backstage, and they were like, "I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like my set went that well, or I feel like the crowd was a little flat, or they laughed and then they died." It's just like we're such, you know, you're really insecure too. We're huh? extremely insecure. So, um, you know, if we're not getting those big, you know, big laughs, then we always go, "Oh, you know, we take it personally." But um, yeah, you know, no two nights are ever the same. Like I said, and, and I think every night. You know, we're going to have different crowds. The funny thing is, is we're, the, the show is called The Ethnic Show, but it's mostly white people in the audience. It, I have to say it's a little disappointing. <laughs> I mean, curiosity is killing the cat. You know, it's like I feel like I'm in a focus group sometimes. I'm like, 
what the heck is going on here? And then we were joking about it the other night. Gina and I were, were laughing. Gina's the Nigerian gal on oh, our show. She's tremendous, too. She's great. We were joking around. and We said, you know what? The brown people will show up later on in the run because brown people are always late for everything. So we'll we'll wait. <laughs> We'll wait for that demographic to show up like the last two nights. <laughs> uh, or maybe you got to wait for Chappelle to hit town. Oh, man. That guy sold out 10 shows. Is that something? 1,400-seat theater. And he like, did the same thing two years ago. I'm not year. surprised. He's, yeah. he, you know what we call him in L.A.? We call him Bigfoot. Bigfoot. He's, he's hard to spot. <laughs> he is, man. You can just see a glimpse of him walking by with a cigarette, yeah. and then poof, he disappears. Yeah. Hey, there goes Bigfoot. <laughs> He's great, though. Make sure and check him out. Ahmed Ahmed, uh, previous winner of the Richard Pryor Award in Scotland, another major comedy festival. You must be very proud of that. Yeah, that was fun. I uh, It was right before he passed, and they were doing, it was again, it was a sort of 400, uh, 400 comedians uh, at the Edinburgh Festival, and I think 15 of us were singled out for this for this award. And I snagged it, which was kind of cool because Richard Pryor started at the comedy store where I started. So it was kind of a cool, full circle, you know, award to receive. And uh, yeah, I was very honored. Welcome back to Montreal, or welcome to Montreal for Thank the you. first time. Enjoy yourself. I know you will over the next couple of weeks. So far, so good. And it's great to meet you. Thanks for coming in. It's My a pleasure. really funny show. The Ethnic Show uh, continues for two two weeks here at the festival. Ha 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 dot com. Ahmed Ahmed. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Melnick in the Afternoon. Listen live weekdays from 3 to 7 on TSN 690.